The Late Night Legends podcast is meant for an adult audience only. It may contain sexually oriented content. Content may not be suitable for sensitive listeners. Please be aware of your surroundings. Listener discretion is advised. Legends, welcome, welcome. So we are now here as the Unholy Trinity with Mick, Frank, and myself. We are missing Leia, Ali, and Nick with an N, but we are all here to enjoy the lovely stories that are going to be bestowed upon us today by Mick. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. How about you guys? I'm doing nice. Probably shouldn't say that on air. Too late, That's you already fine. did it. They already know what's coming. I can edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're somebody that likes the show and wants the premium paid content without having to pay for it, just tune in on Sundays for the next couple weeks and you'll get that for free ninety nine. Nice. Yep. Not bad. Not bad at all. Okay. Uh what else do we want to talk about? I'm going to be asking everybody here, I haven't told you guys about this yet, but I brought it up to Allie and Nick. I want to make some fall, um, how can I put it? You know those like top 10 YouTube videos where it's like top 10 of this, top 10 of that. I want to do that for our show now that we're going to be pushing Instagram a bit more. So if you guys want to make a fall top 10 list of anything, whether it's food, movies, moments of horror, top 10 scary video games, if you're Nick and like video games. Whatever it is, yeah. let me know. I'll uh, I'll make that top ten list and put it out on the Instagram. Every day can be like a different one until ten days are done. We can nice. We could conclude it on Halloween or something with the number one. 
Sounds good. That'd be cool. Yeah, we should also probably think about something. I know, like, they usually do, like, 31 days of something, like, for October, you know, like, maybe something spooky that we could probably do, something small. I don't know. I was just thinking, because, like, there's, like, Inktober, you know, like, every day there's a theme, and then you Ooh, draw something. We could do a Team Inktober. I just... The last time I asked everybody to draw something, it was only Allie and I that submitted anything. <laughs> do you remember when I asked? No, everybody? I mean, I mean, like we could do something like podcast related for those thirty-one okay. days. Okay. But just saying, like we could probably do something with that too, since spooky season's also around the corner. It's basically here. Wazi, it's basically here. Were you hired in part of the team Wazi when we did the draw Shrek? No. Yeah, it must have been. It must have been Amanda and Allie and Nick and I then, because like I had. There was like a viral Twitter out there, or like a Twitter post that was like, draw Shrek and send it to me. And so like the whole internet drew pictures of Shrek and tweeted this guy, and then he was just overwhelmed immediately. <laughs> so uh, I sent him mine and Allie's, and uh, he liked them, so. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so would you like to take us into tonight's creepy topic? Yes, so today we are going to be talking about Bobby Mackey's Music World in Wilder, Kentucky. So if if any of you listening are fans of ghost shows, you know something about Bobby Mackey's because it's been on every paranormal show ever. Everybody goes there. Um, But for those who don't know, it's a popular nightclub, um, but it has a pretty dark past. So in 1850, the same site where Bobby Mackey's is currently located, um, a large slaughterhouse and meatpacking facility was constructed. And in the lowest part of the building, a well was dug, and it was used to hold the blood, guts, and waste from the slaughtered animals. Um, So why that's relevant is that in recent years, that well has been dug up underneath Bobby Mackey's, and it is believed to have been the location of satanic cult activity, with uh, animal sacrifices and possible human sacrifices. And um, the reason that it was uh, uncovered and and dug up was that the caretaker of Bobby Mackey's at the time, he's passed away in recent years, he had a compulsion. He he actually had experienced um, a possession at Bobby Mackey's, but he had experienced a compulsion of uh, going into the basement and digging up the floor and uncovering the well. And it's thought that that uncovering of the well, that where there was potential satanic uh, activity, actually increased the paranormal activity that Bobby Mackey's experiences today. So um, then shortcut, just a quick time jump about 46 years. In 1896, there was a murder of a 22 year old woman named Pearl Bryant, um, who was from Greencastle, Indiana, which was nearby. Um, her headless corpse was discovered in a field less than two miles away from the slaughterhouse. So the story behind her death was that her boyfriend, Scott Jackson, and um, his roommate, Alonzo Walling, attempted to perform an abortion on her, but it went terribly wrong. And in order to cover their tracks, they put her body in an empty field and then they surgically removed her head so the body couldn't be identified. And the head was never found. But um, the headless body of Pearl Bryant has been seen many times by patrons of Bobby Mackey's and ghost hunters alike. So it's said it's 
been speculated that her head was dumped like down that well and that has linked her body to that location um so and then the other the other thing was that some people speculated that her boyfriend actually had ties to a satanic cult so the her head may have been used in part of a dark ritual as well at the at the slaughterhouse so that's where that all kind of ties into to the location that bobby mackey's is at so in the early part of the 20th century the slaughterhouse was torn down and the lot was empty until the 1920s when a new building was built that served as a casino nightclub and speakeasy during prohibition uh when prohibition ended in 1933 ea brady bought the building and named it the primrose and then uh, the after a while of being successful, the casino caught attention of mobsters who tried to muscle their way into the operation. And when he refused to sell his facility to the mobsters, it drew a bunch of violence, fighting, threats to customers. It became a really, really, really dark place and dangerous place. Um, eventually, the owner drew a gun on a mobster named Albert Masterson and then was charged with attempted murder and left the casino business. So after he sold the business, the nightclub, it was renamed as a nightclub and called the Latin Quarter in the 50s. And then jo Johanna, a dance hall girl and the daughter of the owner, fell in love with one of the singers who performed there. Uh, she got pregnant and intended to run off with the singer, but her father for forbade the romance and used some criminal collect connections to have the singer killed and when she discovered what happened she poisoned her father and then took her own life in the basement of the building holy shit <laughs> this is a dark building guys a lot of like fucked up shit's happened here there's there's a lot of things this is just the tip of the iceberg of what, what yeah this is like a about. high level summary of like the big keynotes that have mm -hmm. happened at bobby mackey's also, so really after quick, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but Doug wanted to know where Nick is. Nick is not on tonight. He had the choice to be here and he chose not to be. So Nick is not here. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. Sorry about that. No, you're you're good. You're good. Yeah, Nick decided to opt out of my fantastic storytelling about this really fucked up place. Um so <laughs> so she took her own life uh in the basement of the building and her ghost has been spotted many times by paranormal investigators and patrons alike she is apparently haunting she she died in the basement which is where that well is so that well seems to just be a like a vortex of negative energy um and then so after a series of fatal shootings at the nightclub uh local authorities closed the establishment in 1978 then later that same year a young country singer named Bobby Mackey purchased the building and turned it into a music hall and tavern, and it's still in operation today. Um, and paranormal phenomena has been present throughout his entire tenure of owning the building. He personally is a skeptic, but he believes um, he believes what his employees, family members, and friends tell him they've experienced at the facility. So, some just like a high level, I got a list of ghost ghosty spooky things so some still believe that the ba the building's basement holds a gateway or portal to hell uh referencing that well in the basement so that people think that that's a portal to hell um phantom footsteps can often be heard on the stairs that lead to the basement uh the former caretaker who i mentioned who was demonically possessed he actually had an exorcism performed in the club by a minister he uh he lived there 
and it's actually said that he haunts the place now as well. He's a he's a positive spirit that is haunting that location. Um, one patron claims to have experienced suffocating heat, a flying trash can, and a man with a handlebar mustache repeating "die game, die game" in the men's restroom. Bobby's wife claims to have been overcome by a scent of roses in the basement, grabbed around the waist, picked up, thrown down, and pushed down the stairs by force. And it was she sketched out the the ghost who who assaulted her, and it looks like Alonzo Walling, who is one of the I believe one of the men who murdered Pearl Bryan, and she refuses to ever step step foot in that club ever again. Um, let's see. What else do I got? There are historic photos of Pearl Bryan, which match witness descriptions of a headless ghost dressed in a turn-of-the-century clothing. And photos of Buck Brady, her uh, boyfriend, also match the description of ghosts often seen. So it seems like everybody who has some sort of relationship with this location uh, is haunting it in some fashion. Like, if you were there and you did something shitty, you're you're stuck there. So it seems like my theory on it is like that well is some sort of portal, like negative vortex that traps spirits. Um, but that is just me. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought a portal would warrant that trap. Um so the club manager claims that on several occasions she would go into the club and make sure everything was turned off and closed down for the night. Then hours later she'd find that the bar lights were on, the front doors were unlocked, and the jukebox would be playing the anniversary waltz, even though the jukebox was unplugged and didn't even contain that song. What? It's a very common occurrence to hear that song. Very often. Is that like normal, like just there or like it, it just in general? Hold on. What's the name of this song? Is it on Spotify? I'll play it right now. The anniversary waltz. Okay. So, from what I under, what from my knowledge and my understanding of Bobby Mackey's music world, like over there, that's a very common occurrence that they would have having that song play on the jukebox in those instances that you described, and it happened like a couple times, but it was prominently like one of the biggest things that stick out to a lot of people. Well, what's creepy is it isn't even programmed in the jukebox. Exactly. So that makes it even more, I guess, eerie. I think there was a connection with that, though. No, wasn't it? Didn't ha- didn't it have to do with some somebody that died there? I, I believe. Don't exactly. I'm I'm trying to remember. I believe that it was the favorite song of of a patron who passed away. I think that that's what the connection is. It's not with Pearl Bryant, correct? I don't think so. Because I don't think, because at the time it wasn't a club or anything. It was a slaughterhouse when she was murdered. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, this, th- this is really creepy stuff. This is more creepy than the usual stuff. I this location? Like hearing, I think hearing the, the, the music itself is just giving it more eerie vibes. <laughs> yeah, this is the actual yeah. song, yeah. <sighs> Portals to hell, do they exist? Realistically, do you think you think you would recognize it if you saw one? I would I, recognize yeah, it. Absolutely. I'm an idiot. What would make a portal to hell different from like a portal to just somewhere else? Well, the the end location is pretty shitty. Do you guys remember this uh, thing that happened in Russia? I think it was in like Siberia, where like there was these miners that like found this cave that had like 
seemingly no bottom. Like they, you know how they have the like, tools that they can measure depth. They had no way to measure the depth, and they thought they heard screaming. So like everybody branded it the portal to hell. Do you, did you ever read about that? I heard about that. That's yeah. The only other instance I can remember where there was like, oh yeah, that's a portal to hell. But then again, Case Cross people were saying that that could have been some type of portal as well. Case right. Cross was before True. your time. We covered that one, I think, before you came on, Mick. I did listen to that episode, though. Oh, that was one of uh, one of Ozzy's, uh Yep. If I just keep doing this, I think. <laughs> this, this is this, this is how we. This, action here. this is how we address me here. Like this is how you know. This just means Ozzy. <laughs> we have a few things that need to learn, Mick. Uh, like this, and then uh, we measure things. We quantify things <laughs> in half asses. Half asses. I don't even know how that happened. Quarter asses. Or is it quarter? Asses. Sorry. I already Quarter asses? Yeah, because I have a lovely story. I don't mean to derail a conversation like I always <laughs> I do. You but... say something derail that. away. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a lovely instance where my uh, lovely husband and I went to Baskin Robbins because I was craving some ice cream. And uh, I also needed quarters for laundry. Um. <clears throat> So this is where one of the instances happened where I stutter a lot because I'm thinking way too fast here and my mouth is not connected to my brain the same way. So everything processes here five seconds faster than I can actually speak it. So what ends up happening is the lady brings my ice cream, making some good conversation. I hold out $2 bills and with a straight look dead in the eye and went, do you have some quarter asses that I can get? for laundry <laughs> dead ass serious did not realize <laughs> Got <it>. until <laughs> Got the lady <laughs> just blinked at me she blinked at me she's like what i'm like oh my god i meant quarters do you have quarters i have two dollar bills i have i have i'm sorry i have two singles that i need broken into quarters is that possible? And she literally, as fast as she could, I, she didn't even fucking count, and she just grabbed it, dropped it in my hand, and was like, have a good day, left. Get out of Did here. Did not you. come out. Did <laughs> not come out until I left. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's a great way to do it. So now we just measure everything quarter asses. You know, I don't, I feel like I remember parts of that story, but I don't remember the whole thing, but that's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway. That's a good faux pas there. Bobby McKay's, you know, when you first mentioned that you wanted to do that as a topic and I was setting things up like I I read a little bit of it but it just seemed like oh okay maybe some people felt some stuff but like I didn't know there was all this history man I feel like a listener I oof. it's a like what what Mick is describing is just the tip of the iceberg because there's so many other things that have happened there where like um, Mick touched on this lightly where like people have actually gotten thrown off the like by unseen entities like actually picked up thrown up on their back everything um and like when they would do paranormal investigations they would even have actual scarring done by unseen entities in real time as well there's been a lot of like scratches that have happened like like the like three scratches which is the mocking of the trinity so it yep. seems like it's demonic in in some way I have some, uh, if you look at the stream, I have uh, the Ghosts and Demons uh, cast that are checking it out. Where it's like, I know that it got some huge exposure from that show. But just to give some pe the people some visual on the, uh, the location. 
I mean, the location is like a pretty twisted past going from a slaughterhouse to then like a casino that was then run by mobsters or attempted to be run by mobsters and it turned violent that way. It just seems like there's been so much violence associated with uh, this location. And I believe that when they tried to renovate the building um, a few years back, uh, there was a huge increase in paranormal activity um, with that. And that that's a common occurrence in haunted locations when you try to renovate or make changes to the building or the land around it, that that spikes up the energy and activity. Do you think that if a building gets torn down or renovated, do you... Th- do you think if a building get like got completely torn down, like nothing exists from the prior building, like from this, let's say when it was a slaughterhouse, if it got torn down completely, do you believe or do you think that hauntings would still happen because of the land? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think Absolutely. especially in this case, because they, they dug that well into the ground and they mm-hmm. can't get rid of the well, that that's that's a touchstone that. That would keep it. And especially also because if there was satanic practices that happened at the well where there was like maybe human sacrifices done or something like that, that could also create a portal itself. Yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the listeners that are listening on the stream didn't know we were talking about our very first hangout uh, before going on live. We did hang out right near the Ovaltine factory in Villa Park where there was satanic rituals that were performed there. And people all, all like... They, they ended up keeping the structure, but they built it into condominiums. So uh, there are people that report haunted shit happen- happening there all the time, even though, like, they've removed any evidence of any kind of rituals or anything. Like, I remember there used to be, like, blood found in there, pentagrams, dead animals, like, fucking melted candles everywhere. Ugh. And, like, you Yikes. Know, and, like, I, I remember, like... The police used to say stuff like, oh, it's just homeless people, you know, but like, no, like homeless people do not kill animals for no reason, like arrange them in a certain way. (laughs) They don't set up like satanic rituals. Well, yeah. So like, I'll tell the story. I don't know if uh, Wazzy's ever heard it. I think I told Nick, but like when I was a boy, I used to live in Villa Park, maybe like, like two blocks away from, you know, where we, when we were sitting on that picnic bench by the uh, locomotive museum. Was he? Remember that? I used, mm-hmm. I used to live down that street that was right going down by that picnic bench right there. I remember you said that, right. yeah. So I remember one year for Christmas, uh, I got a telescope. And I was really mad at the telescope because I would look in the sky and it wouldn't fucking work. Like, I was so angry as a little kid because I expected just to see Cosmos and it just <laughs> didn't do it. But um, I was within, from the second floor, which was my bedroom, I was able to see the old teen factory. And there was a night where it looked like... There was lights in the building, and I tried to tell my mom because she had told me many times it was like very abandoned since like the seventies. And uh, I remember the the cops were called, and the cops initially were like, "No, there's no electricity in that building. Like it's abandoned. There's no power that's flowing through it." But like clearly there was light. And we found out later that it was a a controlled fire that was set by some people practicing some satanic rituals. So. Scary stuff to find out later on. Uh, and that, that well, I don't want to get into that building. We can make a whole episode on that building quite separately, but let's continue about this. But yeah, that building, you know, sort of emphasizes the point where you can change structures, innards, if that's the right word, you could change the purpose of a structure, and then things will still happen if it's got a past or a history. 
Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. Sorry to go off on that tangent. Sorry. No, I like it. Oh, that's a good tangent. That was a good tangent. All right, good. I'm going to name that my autobiography. A good tangent? <laughs> yeah, that'll be, <laughs> that'll be the title. So what is, what's going on with it today? Do we know what's going on with it? Is it open for business right now? Yeah. Yep. It is a, it is a nightclub where people go listen to music and dance. What kind of nightclub? Because it looked like it was like a country place. It, I think it's much more country based. I mean, it's in Wilder, Kentucky. I feel like that's a very... So we go over there. We're more likely to do the boot scoot and boogie than to the window to the wall is what you're saying. I believe so, yes. Okay. Just got to have that scale of where <laughs> where, the where, we're at, where we're at on the yeah, spectrum. No, it's not, it's not like absolutely. A, okay, because did you say like nightclub? You know, I imagine so many different things like European discotheca. Like those are fun. No, oh, we're yeah. we're in Kentucky. I feel, <laughs> I feel like you have to add that country filter. Oh my god! The very first club that I went to was just it was a Euro club and a Euro EDM club, and it was so funny. Oh god. I have never <laughs> been to a Euro EDM club. I feel like I would walk in and be like, this is not for me, and it's walk actually, right out. The very first one I went to <laughs> was actually not far from where Wazi's located. It was on uh, Desplaines River Road. So if you imagine Desplaines River Road where it runs through Franklin Park. Uh-huh. Um, there is, like, the Desplaines River and the forest on the one side of the road, and then Franklin Park Industrial District on the other side of the road. Yes. Going north-south. So my brother had a best friend. I don't know if they're still friends, but he had a best friend that was like a club promoter. And so like my brother's best friend would get money for people simply showing up to the door, you know, because that's that's the job. Right. So my brother, in an attempt to support his best friend, would often go to the clubs and then just like show up and say, oh, like this person sent me. And so <laughs> this one day, it's like right after. I think I had just turned 21. Yeah, just just turned 21, just legally able to get into the club. Uh, my brother's like, oh, let's go to the club. Just come with me. You don't have to do anything. I'll buy you a drink. It'll be fun. I'm like, nah, I don't really want to go. And he was like, yeah, well, let's, let's just go. So I was like, okay. So I didn't, <clears throat> I, I didn't live at home, but I went to visit him and then wait for him to get ready. And like, I didn't know what to wear and I asked him. He's like, oh, just wear like a black button down, look nice, some slacks. I'm like, all right. So, uh, the thing that is, is very known to people that actually know me personally about my family is like, we're a family that loves owning dogs. So at any given time, we have at least two in the house. And, uh, at that time, I think we had like four different German shepherds living at home, fully grown. Oh, wow. So it was like a zoo in there. And so I remember going home, sitting on the couch, waiting for my brother. And then like, we got in his car, we drove out to this club called... I think it was called Club UN in Franklin Park. And uh, it's something different now because I drive by it all the time when I'm going to Gene and Jude's. But uh, <laughs> are you talking about OK, are you talking about Halakahiki? Because no, 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 I no. think no, that's that's the Hawaiian place. That's the Tiki. Bar. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah. it's it's probably like three miles north of there. OK, I got it's, you. It's past, I probably drive by there. It's past Irving. Just... Like, you know how you can cross Irving? And Displains yeah. Road, if you take Displains and cross Irving going north, because uh -huh. Halakahiki and Gina Jones <laughs> are, are like on Displains River Road or North Avenue. But if you take or, or if you take uh, Displains River Road north and you pass Irving Park, it's maybe like a few houses north of there. So, 
<laughs> not houses, a few buildings north of there. It looks like you you would recognize it if you drove by. It looks like uh, how can I describe it? It looks like a Roman or Greek museum with like a bunch of statues out in front of it. Anyway, what I didn't know is not only was it like a a weird Euro EDM club, but like it was for the older crowd, like I see. Probably like ah. 40 and up. <laughs> and so my brother and I both show up and we're both dressed in black or mostly in black clothes. And they let us in because, again, my brother's best friend is a promoter. So we walk in and my brother's like, let me order you a drink. And then it took him like 20 minutes to get me uh, whatever I got. I don't even remember. It's irrelevant. But uh, I just remember like at one point in time, they let the bass drop. And I was sitting in the corner next to like two older Polish women <laughs> who were like had the mustache thing going and they were trying to flirt with me and I was like 21 oh my god and then when the beat dropped to the music and my brother was talking to his friend so like I was just on my own but like my brother was talking to his friend they dropped the beat they turned on the black light and guess what guys my brother and I were dressed in all black and guess what all of the dog hair on our clothes <laughs> turned neon green and we're two fat fools in this club <laughs> furry as shit yeah for like super that's that's hairy. gotta look some specific type of way I i'm pretty sure somebody who drunk as shit was like oh my god look there's bigfoot <laughs> these uh yeah these, <laughs> these people at this club and it was like totally like one of those uns uns clubs like we as soon as they saw us like my brother's like okay let's go it's <laughs> my first it was my first club experience i didn't finish my drink it was horrible but it was funny it was funny to see like the fact that it was an older club with older people I don't even think I've been to one like that since where it's like an older club with older people. Like there's definitely if you depending on if I don't know if you guys have ever gone through a clubbing phase, but there's definitely different clubs for different age groups. Like I've been to one that's like 30s. I've been to one that's 20s. The one obviously the ones that are like the 20, 20 year olds. Those are the most popular. But like that's like if you go to like Russian division in the city, that's like where those are. But then I know there's one going if, you, if you're going to Elgin on Lake Street called Cadillac Ranch, like just right outside of Elgin, there's that one. That's like for the 30s, three year olds. I need the one for like the 75 year olds. My geriatric ass needs <laughs> to just go to that club. <laughs> they don't even serve liquor, they just serve uh... prune juice. No, it's like prune juice and uh, what's that other stuff they drink? The Insure? <laughs> insure. <laughs> oh, that made my stomach curdle. Ugh. I tried to drink that once just to, just for funsies and uh, didn't, didn't go too well. So it's really cool that this place is still open, Bobby McKay's or Mackey's. Is it Mackey's or McKay's? Mackey's. Mackey's, Bobby Mackey's. I don't ever want to go there. I also do not want to go there. Seems like not worth it. Does, just... Like the vibe isn't isn't really my thing. And also like I don't really want to get thrown down by a ghost. I'm usually that open to fair. going into a place and taunting a ghost. You know I'm down for that. But this seems like... I might actually die. <laughs> this this place is pretty intense. It's got a lot of activity. Um, I know like every ghost show, it's like a rite of passage if you're a like a big ghost show to go to Bobby Mackey's. Let me get let me ask you guys this. I don't think we've ever talked about this. If you visit a haunted place and let's say you have an experience or perceive you've had an experience, is it possible to take that ghost home with you? Yes. 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 Absolutely. Okay. Of course. I've 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 heard people discuss it, and very intelligently was this discussion, which is funny because it was about ghosts, and usually people can't have a conversation about ghosts. 
one person was saying that ghosts haunt locations because they haunt memories or something like that. And then the other person's like, no, well, they can come home with you. They can see what you're I think there's, there's different types of hauntings. There's like residual hauntings where it's a memory that's that's like haunted kind of. So it's like the ghosts are stuck replaying the same memory over and over again. And that's when you get a lot of the consistent um, where people will hear footsteps at the same time every night or something along those lines. But then there's like active hauntings where it's like a, a, a spirit that understands kind of what's going on and can be malicious. Okay. At least how, how I understand it. Let's see. What and it's, it's just very interesting because um, I do agree with you, Mick. There are different types of hauntings. Residual hauntings are, I would say, a little bit more common than having active hauntings happen only because it's so much more easier to keep a memory alive and really just have multiple triggers to it. Whereas with active hauntings, if the spirit, ghost, or that entity is intelligent at all, you know, they're able to change up their triggers. They're able to, you know, really just have a bunch of tricks up their sleeves. Now, in the case you were to taunt um, an entity or a spirit that is malevolent um, and is part of an active haunting, it is extremely possible and very, very easy to invite them and have them latch on to you, uh, especially if it's a ghost that died under purposes or emotions of anger or, you know, crimes of passion um, with or anything that's really fueled with a lot of emotion. You can definitely see that. And if you yourself um, align with whatever it is that the ghost or the entity can feel, and take advantage of it makes it a lot easier for that too that's good um that makes a lot of sense <laughs> i'm sorry no, i was listening <laughs> to the whole thing it really i don't really know a lot about that kind of stuff i don't really know the difference between like a residual haunting and then anything else um do you guys believe in like ectoplasm or like physical residue that could be left behind from a ghost I think it's possible. I don't. I haven't seen enough evidence or data that could support it. But that's not to say that that's not possible. I just like have not seen enough to have an opinion of it yet. I yeah, say. I agree with that. I, I don't doubt that it, that it could exist. I just feel like I haven't seen enough supporting that it does. Do you guys? If actually... you if you don't count Ghostbusters as you know evidence, right. <laughs> Are you guys uh, excited for that Ghostbusters movie? Oh, sorry, I just tried to log into Guatemalan Meat Wallet to give us a view, but I, I can't figure out the password on my phone. It's okay. Oh, no, you're good. Do you guys, are you guys going to go out and see Ghostbusters? Because that's coming out October, I think. Isn't it? Are they making a new one? Yeah, so the story of Ghostbusters was we've got the first two Ghostbusters. Uh, one was, I believe, in the late 80s, and the other one was like early, early 90s, like 1990 maybe even. Both... Like, honestly, Ghostbusters was my favorite movie when I was, like, a baby. Not even, like, a little toddler. Like, a baby. Loved ghosts. I loved getting scared. And I was... I remember when my parents would, like, look for the VHS to put it on, like, the neighbors and stuff that would visit them. Be like, are you sure, like, he's of age? I mean, that's PG-13, you know? Yeah, uh, he's too young to actually understand it. Yeah, kind of. I mean, that's kind of true. And I just... I don't know. I, I really liked it. So, anyway... um. Ghostbusters 2 came out, it didn't fare as well box office-wise as number one because people don't like sequels. People only like the original, and the original was great. 
And then something like, I don't know, 20, 30 years, no, 30 years passed, and they made the remake in 2016, which you may be aware of, yes? with the Yes, I've okay, seen that. Great. So that one came out. Yes. And <laughs> the problem with that one is, and this is speaking factually, is like it was a total financial bomb. And it was really yeah. an interesting thing because many people who were defending the movie were saying that the people that don't like it are just men because they have an agenda where they wanted an all-male cast when I don't believe that was the case. I saw it too. I personally didn't care for the writing. I also really don't think... Like, I don't think it was... How can I put it? I don't think it was Ghostbusters, you know? like I, I There was things where they were hinting at that it was a sequel when in all reality it was a reboot, first of all. And even in the trailer it was like, you know, 30 years ago a group of scientists saved New York, right? Or the world or whatever it was. And so that kind of alludes to the fact that this would be a sequel to it, uh, or the one in 2016. And the one in 2016 didn't even acknowledge the, you know, the first two movies. And all the actors from the movies had small cameos. So it's like, okay, well, it's not a sequel. And some of the, the concepts and stuff, and, you know, you I could talk about it all day. And there, there are many people that have made videos about it. But the fan base, okay, the fan base was not happy. That's quite clear. Now, for whatever reason you want to, you know, say that is, it's quite clear the fan base was not happy. So that director was Paul Feig, and he got a lot of uh, hate for it. And so... I believe Ivan Reitman was the director of the first two Ghostbusters movies, and his son was actually cast in Ghostbusters number two. If you've seen Ghostbusters number two, I can tell you who his son was. But his son has actually come back to appease the fan base, wrote and directed a new Ghostbusters movie. Did you not hear about this, Mick? That not at all. Not only that, but it will be a sequel to the first two totally disregarding 2016 Ghostbusters as a non-canon bullshit. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, do you want to see a That's trailer? I'll, I'll put the trailer on the stream if you want to watch it. You guys want to check it out? Oh yeah, yeah put that up. Cool. Awesome, give me a second here. Yeah, the 2016 Ghostbusters, I really you know, not for the You know what, there, there are some things in it that I saw. So, one of the biggest things that people make a big deal about were like, people were saying, well... Men aren't gonna like it because it's all women. But you know, when I when I watched it, there are a lot of jokes in there that while I personally wasn't offended, I could see how it's like anti-men. Like there were jokes about using nutcrackers, and the men in that movie were written in a way where it was like, and I'm like I'm like the last one that ever wants to get into any kind of like, you know, politics regarding gender or anything like that. I'm the last one that wants to even talk about this stuff. But the reality is that. In that movie, there were some things in there, and if you look at Chris Hemsworth's character, right, he played the secretary who was the opposite. Kevin. Yeah, he played the opposite to Janine from the first movies. Now, Janine from the first two Ghostbusters movies was like a very smart person who probably didn't even deserve to, to be working for the Ghostbusters because she was too smart and too great, and she ended up being like a really big part of the movie, and in the extended version of the Ghostbusters movie, she had a much bigger role, but... It, in this in this first movie, it's hinted at like she her qualifications are so good, and like even Peter Venkman makes a joke in the first movie like, if this job doesn't work out for you, you can definitely work in food service, right? But it was just a joke because she's like super overqualified, 
Kevin, played by Chris Hemsworth in the 2016, is such a total idiot. And he's just eye candy. And he's just there for, I don't know, um, you know, the different characters to want to maybe bang him or whatever. It just felt very... um... It felt heavy-handed. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was not exactly what I expected to see at all. It was a very disappointing yeah, movie I, throughout, I, especially with those parts. I don't want to go down that road. And then, like, the thing that made me the most upset is I had read a script before it came out, like a leaked script. And it said that at some point during the end of the movie, uh, there is, like, a big dance number, like a musical. And I'm not one... I'm not a person that hates theater. I just don't think it has a place within this type of movie or within this this movie like if you were to tell me ghostbusters one the original or number even number two would have like a dance number where everybody dances i wouldn't be down and like if you watch the 2016 version you could definitely see that they still left in some of the intercut scenes of that big dance number at the end of the movie and i'm just like what the fuck anyway let's watch number three this is supposed to be redeeming to everybody all right, let me know when you see that on the stream. You good? You good? Everybody's good? Yep, yep it's there. Looking for it right now. Yep. Can you hear it okay? You're yep. a great mom. I don't know. I'm fine with Trevor, but with Phoebe, she really keeps me on the outside. That's normal. She's an awkward, nerdy kid. Maybe a new home can be an opportunity to start fresh. I just wish she'd get into some trouble. There's still time. broke and our grandfather left us this creepy old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere your father wasn't much of a homemaker he could hardly keep the power on you're saying he left us nothing well i wouldn't say nothing you went with the station wagon it's the only one that had an engine What is happening here? Somehow, a town with no fault lines is shaking on a daily basis. Maybe it's the apocalypse. Egon came out here for a reason. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? Oh my god. You guys hear that? Something's coming. The whole city is like the walking dead. That seems like a legit sequel. I think it's going to be great. If you remember, even even that last little teaser is great because Ray had an occult bookstore in the second movie. Just picking that up is great. 
whole thing is seems very redeeming from the get-go. This one seems like an actual sequel. The other one okay. definitely was like a attempt at a reboot, but trying to do too much and went a little bit overboard with what it was attempting to do. Yeah, it was a little bit obnoxious. Or maybe obnoxious is too strong of a word, but it was very flamboyant with its colors and the easter eggs that they were trying to use to allude to the previous movies were not exactly the, it was more counterproductive than it was. I think the biggest yeah. I think the biggest criticism or the biggest summary of the criticism for the 2016 was that it was its own movie that was different and it was using the branding of Ghostbusters to like it was riding the coattails of the original Ghostbusters movie to try to be in the spotlight and try to be popular I, th- I think it's a really good summary because I don't I don't, I don't, for what it's worth, I don't, I don't hate the movie. Well, I do, but <laughs> trying to say it in such a nice way, I can't, I can't do it, guys. I really don't like that movie, but I, I it's just maybe not for me, right? I'm open. And there's to, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like, I'm open to it. I'm open to that movie in 2016 being just not for me. Uh, I enjoyed when I watched it, but I didn't anticipate, like, I didn't come in expecting it to be anything like the original Ghostbusters. Right, and I don't think you can. Even with this new this sequel coming out, I don't think you can. But there is, like, so many things that, like, personally I took criticism to. Like, um, somebody made a really good comparison between 2016 Ghostbusters and, like, what was that Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy? Like, it looks very similar in their effects. <laughs> I think I think that it was just they were they were trying to play the feminism card, but they way overplayed it. To the point of it, like losing any meaning. Yeah, I feel. I feel like there is definitely that aspect of it. There's a certain thing that exists in our society. Getting on a little bit of a deeper topic, but there's something that exists in our society where if there's a perceived, how can I put it? If there's somebody who generally gets shat on for an extended period of time. Sometimes people think it's cool to shit the other way or to punch back, <laughs> and it just ends up being like there's there's not a very cool amount of um, I don't know. It it gets into this issue that I've had very like a very intelligent conversation with with some of my uh, African American friends where it's like okay, well obviously you know African Americans in this country have been treated like shit for a very long time. I get that, but like it it, it doesn't justify. Sometimes there's just like like there's um, a video that that came out maybe two months ago where like an elderly man was just beaten almost to death like an elderly white man just because he was white you know uh stuff like that is not justified just because african americans have had such a bad time you know two wrongs don't make a right but somehow that revenge aspect is is something that is to some people very accepting it's just a lot more appealing in the moment to be able to lash out and project than it is to find a more realistic option or a realistic solution to yeah. it. But I think living in such a racially uh, segregated you know, environment, but also just in such an environment where, again, like we've touched base on this, having such unique opinions that don't necessarily always intersect or, you know, align and having that seen as like, oh, um, you know, my opinion is different from yours, so I'm going to antagonize you for it because yeah. clearly we cannot get along. Unless it is something like it's a human rights issue. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've, I've just seen there s- is room to disagree. I've seen stuff on Reddit because I 
browse Reddit every day. There was a guy that got banned from a subreddit. It was like a it's like a comedy subreddit. It had nothing to do with any kind of racial things or uh, like gender politics, nothing. But he was posting as a, like he made it known that he was a man and they banned him like one of the mods, mods banned him. And like Reddit will give you a reason, like they'll send you a message with a reason. And it was like mm -hmm. literally the moderator said, you're banned for because you're a guy. And they sent an emoticon, which is not an emoji, but like plain text. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like an emoticon using scissors to cut off a dick. And I'm like, oh, my God, just because he's a guy. And like, I don't think that's right. But there's some people that do. So there's a certain amount. And like, that's an extreme. I'm not saying Ghostbusters was like that, but like on a much lower tone, there's that like punching back aspect or like making fun of dudes. Like, look at how Chris Hemsworth was written. I just think personally, I like my paranormal stuff, but I just wish like this kind of politic shit would stay out of it. I don't want an agenda with my movie. I just want to watch scary, trashy shit. That's it. If people want to have. I can agree with that. Yeah, if people want to have opinions behind closed doors, I'm cool with it. Don't ruin my movie. Don't ruin scary, trashy shit. That's what we yeah, want. That's, that's what we're here that's for. That's what I want. Like I want to hear about the ghosts. Like if there was something that happened in their life that fueled their revenge or something, cool. But like. For me personally, Ghostbusters was like a big childhood thing for me. So like when somebody introduces that particular type of agenda, especially one where it seems so strong to do that punchback thing, I wasn't enjoying that movie. So it was fine. Like visually it was cool. It had some jokes. I get it. But I'm so looking forward to this one that's supposed to be redeeming. And it's, it's so hard to talk about some of these things, you know, because I look like a white dude, you know, and I am half white. <laughs> so I don't know the internet is just such a scary place to try to have an opinion in the first place you know like I try not to even discuss any kind of politics or anything like that no I completely understand that my uh my other podcast we had to we ended up taking a hiatus uh because we uh had to cover an episode of tv where a bunch of corrupt cops target a black woman to get murdered and it was the same week that George Floyd got murdered oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's and we're lovely. like we're like, we're two white bitches. We're just going to go on hiatus. We don't have a leg to stand on on this conversation, so we'll idea. just take a break. And see, a and see, that's what that's what I personally take an issue with is that we call for, as, as people of color, we call for accountability. We call for, you know, those that are privileged that have the, po the, the possibility to make things change around and have an opinion, you know, do so. But at the same time, again, we penalize the same people for trying to learn it. Now, with that being said, there are some people that it's better if they keep their mouths shut. It is a lot better. But then there is also that side where if you truly want somebody to take accountability and you want them to learn things, you want them to be able to understand at least at least an inkling of what is happening as a person from a different perspective, from a different standpoint, doing that is not necessarily going to do anything beyond fueling the fire. It's not going to bring any middle ground it's not going to make anything more astutely um prominent it's not going to make anything better for either party involved yeah. and really it just keeps everybody in a stalemate yeah and that's not somewhere you want to be that's not that's not limbo is not a great place to be and that's not something that with subjects like this really benefit you know if anything it does it regresses the whole progress that we came for and it really just, the only reason we're bringing this topics up for anybody who's just tuning in now is just because Ghostbusters 2016 movie had some of these issues. And uh, at least maybe not so much 
on the noses we're talking about them, but those on the nose things exist in society, and it's very scary, honestly. A lot of people don't know that I would have a mixed heritage, right? So, like, I've been places where people just assume, like, I'm a white guy, you know? I've, I've had times where, like, you know, I speak Spanish fluently. I've been to places where it's, like, uh, I'll say something, and then, like, it, so I'll give you an example. I went to a restaurant once, and my fries were cold, which I'm really big on because I'm a fatty and I love food. And I remember, <laughs> I remember watching, you know, it was, uh, if you guys have been to Palatine, I'll tell you, but there was a place in Palatine where I ordered chicken wings and I ordered fries. And I, I watched the kitchen because I've worked in restaurants. So I like watching the kitchen and the fries were bagged up and they were waiting the entire 15 minutes that the wings were being cooked. So I remember this guy behind the counter, I was like, yo, um, I think his name was Ramon. <laughs> I have a good memory, but I remember being like, yo, dude, like, do you think I could get some fresh fries or some warm fries at least? Because, like, you, you guys had them out on the counter there the entire time you're making the wings, and the wings will be hot, but the fries will be trashed. Like, I'm not trying to, I was like, I'm not trying to cause an issue. I'm just like, can we try to get them within a couple minutes of being ready together? And at first the guy was like, oh, no, no, they're fresh. I'm like, dude, I've, I've seen them on the counter. I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I was just, I stopped myself. I'm like, I don't want to make an issue. I'll just take whatever you, you give me. Fine. And I, I was thinking to myself, I probably won't come back here if that's going to be the case. And so he turned around, and in Spanish he says to the kitchen, make sure this asshole, well, he said huero, which can be offensively white, but like he's like, make yeah. sure this white dude burns his fucking mouth on these fries. And like they, they dropped a basket of fries for me. And like, I didn't say anything, didn't cause a scene, but like... He didn't know that I was a person of color, right? And it, it, it kind of comes down to almost, I don't know, it comes down to these really complex issues where I am no expert to even talk about them, but like, I just stray away from all of it, you know, but things are, things are not right. And I get that, but I don't think, I think once you cross the threshold of like, you want things to be equal and fair to like, you want to hate on a specific group for like a revenge kind of thing. That's where I kind of like, nah. You me. have the, you have that experience where people assume that you didn't speak Spanish, whereas I have because my last name is Hispanic. I have had people professionally who I'll meet and they'll just start talking to me in Spanish, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, your last name? You you know how to speak Spanish, right? And I'm like, no, I I don't. And that's that's it's in a professional setting. I feel like this is like a really awkward situation you just put me in. <laughs> I've had the I've had the reverse issue where because I speak the way I do, sometimes I sound very white. Um, and like if I go to a place or a neighborhood with my people in it, like for example, like Little India, um, and I speak like this, you know, I don't speak in their language or anything. You know, they'll start speaking in either Hindi or Bangla or Urdu, and you know, they'll be like oh, well, here's another one of those white brown girls that come around, you know, like just talking shit. Yeah. And, you know, like it's very easy because they're like, oh, these girls are whitewashed. They don't, you know, you hear the accent. They don't even know how to, they don't even dress like us. They don't even talk like us, like, you know. And then eventually you just kind of have to be like, I'm just not going to even bother with this. Because yeah. like before yeah. I would just, I would just talk shit in their language back to them after I found out. But now it's just like, you're not going to change problem. you're not going to change them exactly that's right. the biggest point it's not my problem not i'm not going to involve myself that <laughs> you know i don't i don't even necessarily believe there's something you know i think whitewashing does exist in a certain context like there's movies that are 
in Hollywood that are made where it's like the original people the movies were about were like a person of color or like uh, maybe like an Asian person. Like there's a movie called 21 with Kevin Spacey that exists, for example. If you guys watched it, it's about uh, card counting in Las Vegas. Really big box office movie. That movie, yep. I believe, has been whitewashed because that person in real life was an Asian man named Jeff Ma. Now, that I think is a good example of it. I don't think whitewashing would be Wazi has assimilated to American okay. culture. You know, like I don't okay. think that's a thing. But people, okay. and even if it, even if it were something where it's like, oh, there's a girl who's assimilated to American culture. Why is that a bad thing? Like we, she clearly probably lives in America. Like why is it such a? Why is yeah, it, that shouldn't be that shouldn't be construed as a bad thing. Yeah, why is it a big correct? Thing? And that's like that's like it goes back to again, like we want to stand for something and we want to like be proud and say that this is who we are. But then again, we get shit on for the same exact fucking reason. Yeah. And you kind of can't win. You can't because you again, you you even look at the way everything goes around here, whether it's politics, whether it's opinions, whether it's simply just doing things in a specific manner where it's very efficient for everybody involved. There's always something that's going to be an issue. There's always going to be something that's in the middle. Um, And the reality is something always has to you know, be taken out or improved in order for that situation to get there. But until either side decides that that's what they want to do or go towards a halfway point, um, you know, it's just very hypocritical to even preach something like that when you would be doing the complete opposite. Yeah, I don't know. That That's a good, really good way to put it, Wazi. Such a good yeah, way. Yeah, that was it. really good. I think we're all on the same page. I think, because people ask, or People have brought it up to me, and I just refuse to talk about these topics just in general. Everybody assumes because you have a podcast, you're going to be talking about like fucking politics and shit. And, like, <laughs> I just want to talk about some. some have stuff. a platform, they say. Just wanna, yeah, because <laughs> you have a platform. When do you like? What do you feel about Trump? Are you talk about Trump on your podcast? I'm like, hell no, I'm not talking about that that guy. Hell no, we're talking about ghosts. Talking about some ghosts. Talking about spooky stuff. <laughs> Damn right. Ghost doing stuff. Anniversary songs. It's all good. Honestly, it's just. It's it's such a cringy topic to me. Oh, I don't even like talking about that stuff just because it's so bad. Nobody wins. It makes me want to bitch slap politics. Like if there was ever a subject that I've ever wanted to bitch slap. I think honestly, like just mainstream media pits people against each other. Oh, that's yeah. the entire point. It's supposed to be yeah. us versus them. Yeah. No they, matter they where just, you fall in the spectrum, there's turn, it, it's always tailored. People, yeah. Mm-hmm. We should be we should be trying to go after the 1%, like this really just unfair economical thing. Like a lot of, here's the thing. The, pe- the people who go to space because they're bored, yeah, the those, those types. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Absolutely. that's the bigger issue, I feel like. that. I don't think there's a huge issue with, well, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I've, I don't feel like I've ever had an issue with racism. I feel like in this country, maybe it's more classism. Like Jeff Bezos looks down on everybody mm. else and is like, oh, let's just convert the city into an Amazon hub and the whole city will be dedicated to Amazon production and logistics. Like he's doing that right now. And I think I think that it I think that it is a class issue, but within the class issue, racism gets tied into it. Well, yeah, and it's almost like I feel like, you know, it's like, it's the same reason why I don't like politics in general. Like, every time there's an election, presidential or not, it's always the same two fucking topics. Immigration, which we shouldn't have any issues with immigration, but it is. You remember, like, even when, like, uh, it was like Trump v. Biden, it was like, oh, there are people in cages in Mexico and all that stuff. And like, yeah, that's really bad. But 
it's always that issue or it's like abortion stuff or it's like uh you know gay rights and it's like come on guys don't don't we care about the economy and what what actually counts like how many people you know how many people would be happy if they just had money to survive i think that we could put that well the, the thing is the, the thing is list. abortion is always going to be a political topic with no resolution ever yeah because it's been specifically tailored to be such a main focal point that people focus on that and they don't care about your other stances so you can be like i am against abortions like we're pro-life here and then like you have the rest of your agenda could be like i'm gonna light the planet on fire and burn it to the ground while laughing maniacally and people will be like i'm voting for you because you are not for abortions yeah right it's just it's just thing it's like the the best word um, when it comes to whether you want to talk about racism or classism is, you know, intersectionality. So, you know, by you having with racism, it's very easy to intersect being a woman and being a person of color because both of those have issues. But you're now you're intersecting that with classism. I would say there's a very similar aspect or structure to it as well. You are it's mainly a classist issue. But then because of those class issues, now you have all these other issues. You have economic hardships, you have racism involved, you have hate crimes rising because people are just trying to survive. You have all sorts of just personal issues within happening because again, you're just trying to survive. And when you milk somebody for their worth and you milk them until they can't no more, you push them to do things that they wouldn't necessarily do because that is just what human nature is. If you grew up in an environment where it is very common for you to see fights happen and it's very common for you to live on maybe just one meal a day, that's going to be your mindset. And depending on that, either you're going to go towards that and live like that, or you're going to keep striving harder so that you don't ever have to live like that again. Same thing applies if you come from a privileged household. You're going to either stay there and stay in that mindset and realize, you know what? I have all the fortunes. It's just me. I'm going to stay within myself. Or you could acknowledge that and use that to not only help yourself, but as well as your peers that may not be in that similar situation. And when we talk about privilege, because it's such an ambiguous word, it doesn't necessarily always have to, ooh, excuse me, have to do with either, you know, color or or money it could simply just be being in a different situation that allows them to see a better perspective than someone else yeah. not you know well put you so. know the last thing i'll say about the whole topic is i'm really personally fucked on the issue because i used to take the stance of i'm dumber than a bag of shit i can't speak about any of this stuff That's ask me true. about photoshop i'll give you my opinion but like this stuff is too complicated and too big of a deal and the thing about it is now there's like a huge trend with social media. Like if you're any kind of person of notoriety at all, if you take the stance of like, I'm ignorant, I'm not an expert, I won't speak on it. Or if you just don't address it, there are people out there that will just assume that you don't care about the topic or that like it's not important to you or that you're going against the right thing topic wise. And it's like, dude, I don't know anything about this topic. <laughs> and like, that's no longer a safe space anymore and that's sort of what i do it's like yeah i don't know about any of this I, like i'm not an economics expert i'm not a politics expert and that's why i never talk about them but now there seems to be a lot of people in social media that'll just accuse me theoretically i'm nobody of notoriety but if i was they would accuse me of like oh well you must not care then because you're no you're not an expert on the economy you know and you don't want to talk about it or if you don't address it then you must not care 
And so that trend but, is really scary to me because like... But then again, you raise that question if you want to play devil's advocate is, okay, if I'm not an expert on this subject, right, and somebody may know more and like they may know substantially enough to make a better point than me, um, then what is also to say about everybody else that partakes in an education, gets a degree in it? Why can we not hold those same people to that same accountability? Because some of those people will have more education than the rest of us and still make points that don't necessarily agree with what they stand for or, you know, give off the, the energy that they are as intelligent as they come off to be. I think that. large people in social media groups, I think logic kind of goes out the window, Wazi. Because I definitely agree with what you're saying, but sometimes it's just like, if you don't agree Social with media that, is, yeah. is a cesspool, honestly. It's such a... The, like logic and rules that you would think would apply just go out the window when you get a big enough social media following yeah, that's the way i'm kind of scared to to you know i put a lot of work on this podcast but i'm kind of scared sometimes to just blow up because like if i say one wrong thing you know and i've i've followed a bunch of people like especially on youtube because i used to watch a lot more youtube than i do but like there's a lot of content creators that have blown up and then if they say something that kind of pisses off people like they'll just immediately be called like pedophiles and stuff and it's like what like it's just like a, a way that like cancel culture is getting yeah. a little bit out of control yeah i don't like it i just i just want to talk about ghosts that's it that's a whole topic i can go on but we need a whole different podcast for yeah. now we, yeah we need a whole episode just to talk about cancel culture what do you guys think? Do frank you, we need to make a political division of we did we i i've considered it i've considered just being a producer because i don't want to contribute <laughs> my thoughts no, i've definitely okay. thought about it uh and i've definitely thought about having jackie come on because she's she's very i don't know that i agree with everything that she thinks politically because i don't want to say i ever 100 percent agree with anybody but like she's very forward in her her thinking right so uh, i'd love to talk politics on a podcast you guys i don't not, i don't mind putting myself well, out there and getting canceled here's the thing Mickey. Uh, yeah that's that's not a problem here's the thing here's the thing so we want to turn transition into late night legends because we wanted the content to be sp spooky content because not only do people love listening about it and we love learning about it but like it's just really fun i mean look at all the shit that i do with the stream and stuff pumpkins i love it all year round gotta have it but we did go into this rebranding with the idea that we could always use the formal former title of the podcast and then just do stuff like that so if you want if you guys both want to sign on and do an episode of you know the sbpc you know, we can do that. I have an intro from the same person, you know, the, the girl that does our, our voice uh, stuff. I worked with her. We have a, a Super Bowls version of this we could do. You just name the night and I'll have Jackie on. And then what I would just really like is just maybe I'll be a moderator more than anything else. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to risk any kind of cancel culture. Like I... You don't want to get canceled too? Not only that, but... Uh, one, one thing I want to ask you guys before we start ending, ending it here. Is there anything else that you want to put in this paid content episode? Because nobody's going to listen to this until unless they pay a little bit of uh, cheddar cheese. What do you guys want to give to the listeners? Anything? I mean, we, we started off with Bobby Mackey. So, like, is there any other um, paranormal questions in regards to that? Or anything that may possibly arise whether that's from that, you uh, make or from you frank i don't know i feel like we just need to do something a little bit different but i don't know what i'm playing the closing music now it's like a like a bubbling bubbling call it's nice you like it? <laughs> i like this it's like a very hip hop. Band.
kind of spooky. Music. This closing music is is worth the paid content. Oh, this yeah. is a, this is the different thing we're gonna do. Just this music. Just this, this will be the closing music for Patreon. And they get to pay to see our beautiful faces. There it is. You know what's really funny, but also makes sense. When we're a smaller group, whether it's two to three people, we have such serious conversations versus the five to six people where it's just like a fucking party. And to be fair, like sometimes. When we're talking in a bigger group, all it takes is for one person to say something so ridiculous for it to just be a party and a joke. Like, do you guys remember Nick talking about this fucking deer where the flesh, <laughs> yes. the flesh flew yes. off the skeleton? Like, what the fuck? I'm still yes. thinking about how ridiculous yes. that yes. is. I don't think yeah. anyone's going to forget that one anytime I soon. I don't. I, I, like, I personally have, still remember the description of the episode. That's how prominent it is. <laughs> Do you like my do you like my diva dog who's just completely passed out? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I do. Deceased. <laughs> my my girlfriend's cat is knocked out right next to my son. So nice. You, you taking in some animals, Wazzy? Taking in some. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, animals are just the way to go. I live with uh, my husband is one of the biggest ones. So. Uh, your husband. <laughs> I hope it's cool that I used a picture of you and your husband. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. I didn't want to use any pictures from your wedding because I know Nikki might be sensitive about reposting on of her work, so I didn't want to tread that water. Oh, she she's fine with it as long as like she gets credit for it. That's all that matters. I wasn't sure because they're really nice photos, so I was just like, ah, just post some older photo. Here's one. Here's one where Wazzy looks like she's thirteen. This seems like a good one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Um. What else? What else? I feel like there's something I'm missing. I'm gonna hate myself if I don't bring it up or I don't talk about it. Everyone, join us tomorrow night. Yes. Oh yes, we have the actual our regular scheduled podcast a little earlier. You but... guys wanna? You guys wanna record some stuff? Maybe not with the whole setup, but record some stuff Saturday. You guys come out. Wazzy's coming out. I like that Wazzy's coming out. Hell yeah, I'm down. I'm down. We can do something. Doug wants to know if we guys got. If we guys get canceled, no, we're not canceled. We're the opposite. Of no, we're not, no, we're not canceled yet. We're but I'm sure, I'm sure that Mick and I will come up with something really fiery and sassy to make to get sure ourselves that cancel canceled. Cultures, yeah. If we're gonna get canceled, it better be for a damn good reason. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Go out in a blaze of glory. Because people of have gotten canceled for a lot less. Yeah, oh. people have gotten canceled for the stupidest shit. We need to get canceled for something that's like top notch. I have said some things when I was younger that I am not proud of. I don't think they're that bad, but like as far as cancel culture goes, oh my god, I'm complete trash. Cancel culture and gatekeeping, those are the two fucking things. Oh, gatekeeping is really bad. Too. Gatekeeping oh is the worst. Oh my god, we could talk about that. That, that pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> There's so many niche communities that I like and I'm a part of, and they're so gatekeepy. Even the dumbest shit, like, I love raw denim, and I got into it, and the people that are into Japanese raw denim are so gatekeepery. sometimes if you buy a brand and you're just asking questions, like, they'll be like, oh, fuck you, you know, that's not even, you know, you're not, if you're not, like, I'll give you an example, so raw denim is, like, really, like, it's not washed, and it's not treated, or anything like that you buy from the Navy, it's not soft, it, it feels like shit, and, like, there's some people out there that are, like, so gatekeepery that they say shit like, if your knees don't bleed from the chafing, you're not one of us. It's like, what the fuck? Real talk. Real talk. That shit sounds seems... like some fucking extreme church cult. 
Yeah, that sounds culty as shit. Like, yeah, tell me your confessions church, until like, guys, your think about this. Like, 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 aren't no. aren't churches sort of gatekeepery too? Yeah. They yes. Yes. <laughs> big time. I think they're the biggest prominent examples of that. Oh my god. Yeah. Churches. Ugh. Anyway, I've guys. been watching Midnight Mass on Netflix, oh. so all the churchiness of it all you know, is uh, very on my mind. Yeah, my girlfriend and I are watching the Squid Game right now. And I heard about both of those, especially the Squid Game. That's when I Yeah, uh, but when I was going to the Squid Game today, I saw the, what is it called? Midnight Mass, right? Yep. Yeah, I saw the advertising for it, and it looks really, really cool. Oh my god. It is, I won't spoil anything, it's, it's, it's a trip. Wazzy, did you check out that movie that I recommended, The Old Ways? I saw the trailer, and I'm gonna download it. You should. For... It's on Netflix. Watch it for free. Oh, oh, that's even better. Yeah. So, like, I watched that movie, and I, <laughs> I immediately gonna... thought, I immediately thought of you and Allie. Oh, we got a follower. Did we? Yeah, we got. Uh, Who did we get? Gunquas, Gunquasada. Thank you, Gunquasada. Welcome. And we have somebody <laughs> on Facebook. So anyway, guys, let's end it up. Let's close it up. Woo. Thanks for the follows. And uh, yeah, thanks for the follows. For sure. Yeah, thank you. Cool. I just hear like all sorts of noises coming in through my headphones. So I'm like, what's yeah, those are. <laughs> oh shit! Look at that. Pipes and frog. Pipes and fog. How, do, how would you pronounce that, Nick? I don't even. I didn't even catch it. What was it? Pipper, Pipper Sun Fog. If you look at the upper left of the stream, it'll be up there. Okay. Pipidin Fog. I think people like to like, follow and then unfollow because they get to see the different drops we have. That or we're <laughs> getting like hate rated. Fuck that. All right, guys. That's our. That's our cue. <laughs> <laughs> I guess tomorrow. we got canceled a lot quicker than we thought. We See got canceled and we weren't even trying. <laughs> All right, have a good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Okay. Okay, Bye. We're, we're off air. <laughs> we're off air because I really didn't want to get hate rated.